Well, thank you guys. Thank all of you. Thank our praise team, our choir, and all of you for taking part in worship this morning. And so I pray that um, you were involved in worship. That's why we're here. And um, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to share with you verses 11 through 19. I'm going to share with you a sermon I've entitled, Get Up, Get Out, Get Back. Real simple outline. Get up, get out, get back. And we'll look at Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. I'm reading out of the New King James. And it happened as he went to Jerusalem, speaking of Jesus that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us! Exclamation. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. And so it was that they went, and they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to worship you this morning. And Father, part of this worship now is to hear your word. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will be our teacher, our guide. I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the words to say, the right words to say them in. And Father, I pray that you would work in every heart here. We rejoice in knowing that as your word goes out, it will never return void. It will accomplish in what, it seeks, what you seek for it to do. Thank you for this time. Speak to our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be sharing with you some thoughts about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of America's favorite holidays. However, it's shameful to say that in today's culture, it's identified by football games and by pre-Christmas sales and by turkey and dressing, which I love. And um, more, identified those ways more than to give thanks to God for His blessings upon us. That's what Thanksgiving is to be about. Thanking God for His blessings upon us. Now, Thanksgiving Day meant something different to our forefathers. Our history as a nation reveals that our nation was settled by those who were followers of Jesus Christ. The historical fact is we live in a nation that began with a Christian heritage. That's how it all started. Most of us were taught in school that the first settlement in this new world was settled by pilgrims at Plymouth, 
the pilgrims, they were a group of Christian separatists that broke up or broke from the Church of England. And so on September the 16th, 1620, they sailed from Plymouth, England to America on a ship that was known as what? <laughs> Not the Titanic. <laughs> no one said that, I'm kidding. But the Mayflower. They sailed to America on this ship called the Mayflower. Now before they landed, they signed a document. And that document became known as the Mayflower Compact. Okay, thank you. Kyle, I don't believe we'd make it in Kyle's class. I really don't. But they signed that compact. Now the, this document declared that they were establishing a new colony, or a colony in a new world, and I quote, for the glory of God and the establishment of the Christian faith. That was in the compact. We're establishing a colony in the new world for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Now, out of 103 who landed at Plymouth, 51 died that first winter. After their harvest, the first year, Governor William Bradford proclaimed a day of thanksgiving and prayer. So Governor Bradford stood up. He declared a day of thanksgiving and prayer. And what's interesting, it was a custom. And this custom continued until Abraham Lincoln made it an official holiday after the Civil War. So it lasted a long time just as a custom. But the sad fact is there are many in our nation, and I, I hate to say there are some elected officials in our government that no longer see our existence on this soil as for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And that's why it all started. That was the purpose. Now, with that said, if anyone on earth should give thanks to God today, it's America. We have so much to be thankful for. Someone noted that if you reduce the world population, follow me, if you reduce the world population down to 1,000, and you put that 1,000 into one city, 46 of the 1,000 would be Americans. Only 46. 954 would represent the rest of the world. Those 46 Americans would receive one half of the income of that city. Those 46 would expect to live 75 till they're 75 years old. The others would live till they reach the age of about 40. Those 46 would eat 70% of the daily food requirement, and 80% would never get a balanced meal. And as bad as it seems today, we are blessed to live in America. But with all that said, we're just not a thankful people. And that's not excluding the church. We're not a thankful people. Now, God has a lot to say about thanksgiving. He has a lot to say about gratitude. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, kind of gives us a formula of putting thanksgiving into our lives 
that gives us wholeness and gives us purpose. Now notice, Jesus is en route to Jerusalem. Just left the funeral of, well, he missed the funeral, but he went to the grave of Lazarus. And he just raised Lazarus, his cousin, from the dead. And now he's on the way to Jerusalem. Really, it'd be his final journey to Jerusalem. So he goes to Jerusalem and passes through Samaria, Galilee. He enters into a village, and he encounters ten men who are lepers. And they're lifting up their voices, and they're calling out to Jesus and asking for mercy. Son of David, have mercy on us. And one was even a Samaritan. Now all the rest were Jews, but one was even a Samaritan. I mean, they had included him in their little band, and they kind of formed their band after each one was diagnosed with this terrible disease of leprosy. And so, you know, Jesus spoke healing to them, and then he sent them away to see the priest. As that, the word priest there in your scriptures, plural, not just to a priest, but each one to a priest. Now, it, only one returned to thank Jesus. So Jesus asked a penetrating question. He says, where are the nine? Where are the nine? So this morning I want to borrow Dr. O.S. Hawkins' outline on this passage because he points out three unique characteristics that every Christian must have to experience life to its fullest. That was his outline points. Get up. If you want to, if you want to experience life to its fullest, get up. Get up, get out, get back. First, get up. Verses 11 through 13. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, a certain village, there met him ten lepers who were lep uh, men who were lepers who stood afar off. Now they met him. No doubt they heard, it, heard about his coming. They knew about Jesus. And they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Get up. Now, get up, if you're taking notes, speaks of fortitude. Get up, fortitude. word fortitude means to, the strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger, to bear pain or adversity with courage. Get up, have some fortitude. And it was great fortitude that the pilgrims were able to survive that first winter there at Plymouth. Now, make sure you get this picture. Verses 11 through 19. He's passing through a village. He's met by these ten lepers. No doubt they'd heard of Jesus. They were standing afar off because the law required several things of a leper. Three things. Number one, the law required a leper to stand. Uh, they were first isolated from everyone. They had to be isolated. They lived apart. Kind of a colony. So the law required the leper must be isolated. They could not come within six feet of a per six foot of a person. They could not, they had to stay with at least six feet away from a person. 
Second requirement was, if the wind was blowing, they had to stay 50 yards from a person. And the third thing, if someone approached them, they had to cry out with a loud voice, unclean, unclean. So what did the lepers do when they saw Jesus pass by? They approached him. They got up. They were not up, but they got up. They got up. It showed fortitude. And they shouted, Jesus, have mercy on us. So here's the point. They could have just sat there in their hopeless condition. A lot of people do that today. But they could have just sat there. But they had courage. They had fortitude. They They had this strength. They felt like they needed to get up and go to Jesus. Now get the picture. There they sat with this dreaded disease. Now, if you've ever read about leprosy, it is a dreaded disease. It was dreaded then, it's dreaded now. We have some now, but not that much. But leprosy was a mean disease. By that I mean that it, it ate away at the body. It began with a person's... Um, facial features began at the face. And then it went down to the fingers, and the, and the fingers became hard, and they became like claws to the point eventually they would just drop off. Then it would attack the feet, and the feet would basically do the same, and they would just have stubs for feet. They had this terrible odor about them. You could smell a leper at a great distance, and you had a colony there. Here you had ten men. Their appearance was like a ghost. They were just kind of white. The point is the lepers suffered a long, slow, agonizing death and a colony separated from family. They were an outcast, a shutout. They were all alone. They were shut off. They were just living a hopeless life. Sounds like a lot of people today without leprosy. But that was the leper. Ten men had fortitude, a determination to live, and they just refused to give up. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they got up and they went to him. And he had the answer. Listen, they got up. Notice, they asked for mercy. God, we don't deserve anything. But we just want you mercy. We don't want a doctor. We don't want medicine. We don't want pills. We don't want a government check. We don't want the government's intervention. All we want, number one in our life, is your mercy. You feel that way this morning? Is that all your desire is this morning is to have mercy, the mercy of God in your life, on your life? So the point is, the Lord was passing by these ten men. They get up with fortitude, strength, courage. They got up because they didn't want to miss the Master. So they got up because they didn't want to miss the Master. Now here's the question. Are you sitting by the road this morning in a pitiful shape? I mean, physically pitiful, physically pitiful mentally or emotionally, socially? Are you, pitifully, are you pitiful spiritually? 
What's the problem in your life this morning? And you just keep sitting there and Jesus is passing by? Even today, from seat, from chair to chair, from chair to chair, from person to person, passing by. Some have extreme problems and they just let Jesus pass by. And Jesus said, if you want to have an abundant life on this earth, first of all, you've got to get up when he passes by and call out to him. That's simple. Jot this down, number two. Not only get up, but you've got to get out. You get up where you don't miss the master. You get out where you won't miss the miracle. You get up where you won't miss the master. You get out where you don't miss the miracle. Look, if you will, at verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, now how did he see them? They got up and they went to Jesus. And so when he sees them, he, go, he says to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, <laughs> they were healed. Go show yourself to the priest. And they were healed. So they got up. Now I want you to get the picture with this. They got up. They got out. Meaning they just simply obeyed the Lord. He says, go show yourself to the priest. They acted by faith on what he asked them to do. It all, it all comes about. Their healing came about by faith. That's how your spiritual healing had come about. is by faith. So they acted on what he said. They obeyed the Lord. That's evidence of their belief. That's evidence of their faith. Notice their attitude. First of all, they were not healed at, this, at that point. When he says, go show yourself to the priest, they weren't healed. He didn't heal them immediately. But as they were going, they were healed. The law stated that a leper was to show himself to the priest to validate his healing. And so verse 14, the B part of that says, so go show yourself to the priests. Keep in mind, Leviticus 13 through uh, chapters 13 and 14, only cleansed leopards were to go to the priest. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. They were still affected by this leprosy, but they obeyed, and as they were going, they were healed. The point is, to hear the command of the Lord is one thing, but to get up and get out with nothing but faith in the words of Christ is another thing. And that's what they did. So it all boils down to a simple fact for ten lepers it all boils down to a simple fact for the ten lepers, for you, for me, the only way we can test the value of the words of Christ are to obey the words of Christ. That's what they did. So the lepers took him at his word, and they started to walk, and as they were walking alone, now let me stop here just a moment. They took him at his word. Have you taken Jesus at his word? Have you taken Jesus at his word in regards that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Have you taken Jesus at his word that the soul that sinneth this shall die? The wages of sin is death. Uh, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you taken Jesus at his word? They took him at his word and then they, they got out. They began to walk. They started to walk. The question is, have you started your walk? I mean, some of you got up, 
You had courage to get up. Some haven't mustered that courage. Some of you are here today. You need Christ in your life, but you don't have fortitude enough to get up and make a public profession of faith to Jesus, of Jesus. That takes fortitude, courage, and strength. Well, I mean, what are you afraid of? The devil's trying to talk you out of coming to Christ where you'll experience a devil's hell and you don't have the fortitude and the trust enough and the faith enough to believe the words of Jesus to act on them. The lepers did. So if you don't get up, you're going to, if you don't go out, if you don't get up, you're going to miss the Master. If you don't go out after hearing the words of the Master, you're going to miss a miracle in your life. But the third thing, jot this down, I'm finished. You've got to get back. If you don't get back, then you're going to miss the moment of gratitude. Get up, or you'll miss the Master. Get out, you'll miss the miracle. Get back, you're going to miss the moment. And that's that moment of gratitude. So you have ten men, they were all lepers, all called on the Lord, all stepped out in faith, all were healed. Get up, get out. But it doesn't end there, you've got to go back. Now, on the way to the priest, at some point, I don't know when, they must have looked down, or they must have looked at, hey, your face is not as white as it was. There's nothing wrong with your hands. I mean, you look normal. All of a sudden, they looked at themselves and they discovered they were healed. And one of them must have said, hey, listen, I'm going to run home right quick and I'm going I'm to see my parents. And the other one said, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to see my wife and children. And the other one said, hey, I'm going I'm to go and I'm going to go back to my job. But there was only one in the nine that said, I'm going to go back to the one that healed me. So one by one, they ran off, all but one. Now remember this, the other nine, we never hear of them again. <laughs> They're never mentioned again. Never mentioned again. But one leper had to get back, or he would miss the moment, the gratitude. And so the question is, are you, are you on the road today? Are you on the road? You got up. Don't want to miss the master. Have you gotten out? You know, you've been through a crisis in your life. No job. No food. On the road. Bill's coming in with no money. You, you're on the road. Poor health. All of a sudden, child's sick. So you got up. You called out for mercy. God, have mercy on me. I don't know what to do. You began to walk in faith, trusting God that He would bring about a miracle. But when the blessing came, you forgot to get back, and you missed that moment of gratitude in your life. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. One of them glorified God with a loud voice. I bet you could hear him for miles. Glorifying God. 
I mean, if you had leprosy and been healed, would you not shout and glorify God if God had healed you? You should have, but nine didn't. So Jesus asked three rhetorical questions to kind of cause us to reflect. He said this in verse 17. Notice this. So Jesus answered and he said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Third question. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, the Samaritan? Literally, instead of where are the nine, literally the, the Greek says the nine where? He, he was not asking a question, but he was making an observation. There's only one here. They'd missed the moment. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So the big question is this. Why didn't a nine return? Why haven't you returned after Jesus did something special for you? Or why did I not return when he did something special for me? I'll tell you what I personally think. I personally think, have you, have you ever believed that, have you ever felt or believed that you deserved something better than what you have? Have you ever, have you ever believed that you deserve a miracle? I mean, you deserve that. It's your right. We hear a lot about our rights today. It's, our, it's everyone's right to have education. It's everyone's right to have health care. It's everyone's right to have a new house. It's my right to have a new car. Everybody's right. It's everybody's right. You know, there are children today without mothers, and their mothers abandoned them. But was it, was it my right to have a mother who nurtured me? Was that my right? That wasn't my right. No. There are children without fathers today. Was it right for me to have a father who protected me and provided for me? Was that my right? That wasn't my right. There are parents with problem children today. Was it my right and Judy's right for us to have two children who caused us no pain or heartache in their adolescent years? Was that our right? To have those two children? Their spouses with an unfaithful spouse? Is it my right to have a spouse, a godly wife, in January, New Year's, be married 49 years? Was that my right to have a godly wife? You know, there's heartache and there's heartbreak and third world countries but is it my right to be born in america was it your right to be born here no it's not your right thousand times thousand times no i don't deserve any i didn't deserve any of that it's all because of god's unmerited favor his grace and his mercy that's why so I pray that Thanksgiving will be more than a football game. Maybe a good sale. 
retail place, a turkey and dressing. Because the Lord's asking today, where are the nine? Are they? Where's the, where are the nine? Let me ask you this, are any of the nine here today? Verse 19, he says, Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. The Lord just wants us to thank him for his mercy. You think leprosy was bad? You think that was bad? Let me tell you what's bad. Leprosy was a bad disease. But sin is far greater than leprosy. Because leprosy destroyed the body. But sin destroys the soul. And the body. Dr. Hawkins said this. He said, desperation may bring you to Christ, but gratitude can keep you there. Today, uh, will you get up? That's fortitude. That's courage. God's wanting you to make a decision today. He may be calling you to, to, for salvation do you have fortitude enough to get up and say, listen, I'm not sitting here lost anymore. I'm going to call on Christ to come into my life and save me. That's fortitude. That's courage. Will you get out? That's an attitude. Attitude. Be willing to take God's word by faith. Say, I need to be saved. I'm getting up. I'm going forward. I'm moving on God's word. He said he'd save me. If I call on him, I'm calling on him. As a Christian here this morning, he's been good to me. He's been faithful to me. I've not gone back. I haven't thanked him for all those difficult times that I cried out and asked him to help me in this situation, that situation. And today I'm going back and I'm being thankful. I'm, I'm in all the way. We get back, show gratitude. He's passing by. He's passing by. He's passing by. You don't want to miss the master. You want to get up. You want to trust him and only him to be your Lord and Savior. You know, there's a belief by some today, and I jotted this down because uh, someone just kind of sent me an email, had questions. It's about regeneration, salvation, new birth. Some people believe that you have to be regenerated or saved or experience the new birth prior to faith. Big discussion. They believe that we're saved in order to believe. They believe that we do not believe in order to be saved. Well, that's contrary to a lot of scriptures in the Bible. Today, you know what you need to do? You need to believe in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says this. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is a means of justification. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. John 3.16, you know it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. 
that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Belief is a precondition to your salvation. If you never put your faith and trust in Christ, you'll never be saved. Let me give you another one. Acts 16, verse 31. Acts 16, verse 31. So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved in your household. This morning, some of you are here, and you're lost. And you need to, you don't need to miss the Master. He's passing by today. You need to call on Him to be saved. Some of you are Christians. You've let the Lord down. He's, he's bailed you out. Bailed me out a lot of times. And um, we need to go back. Just be thankful. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to look at your word and think about gratitude, thanksgiving. Help, we pray in this invitation as you call people. Lord, as you pass by today, some here need to get up before they miss you. And so, Father, I pray some would come to be saved today. pray some would come in rededication today. You may be calling someone to preach today. You may be calling out missionaries today. I don't know. But your invitation as you speak to the hearts of people, I pray they'll be obedient to your Holy Spirit. I pray as your Spirit draws them to salvation, they'll be willing to get up, not hesitate, come to you as you pass by. Help us to get out. Help us to go back. Thank you, Lord, for blessing this church. Lord, we, we shouldn't even be here. And I, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in the life of this church. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for what you'll do in the lives of those who commit today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, I want to thank you for viewing our worship service. If you'd like to know how you could come to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please feel free to contact our church at the address listed. We also encourage you to visit our website. Thank you, and may God bless you.